brand junkies. Junkies. What's up, Woo! Oh man. Hi, Ken. Hi, Dave. Hey. I got, I got to tell you, I'm excited to be here today because I know that uh, the subject that we're talking about is something that's near and dear to my heart and yours. Yeah. And uh, once I knew that we were going to talk about this stuff, uh, it was like Christmas, really, in a way for me. It does feel like Christmas, but that's, um, you know, a regular feeling that I have when you and I get to talk about things that we care about. It's like unwrapping a gift. It's really. fucking glorious. I love it. It's great. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, so today we're going to talk about, um, Joseph Campbell. We're going to talk about Joseph Campbell and his work on the heroic journey. Or, or as we like to affectionately refer to him as Joey, Joey Cams. Cams. Yeah, so I'm excited about this, the heroic journey. For those that don't know, Joseph Campbell um, was a sort of a scholar and a teacher. Uh, he taught at uh, Sarah Campbell College, mm -hmm. I think. Is mm -hmm. that my right? I think you're right. Um, and basically, he studied mythology from all over the world, whether it was Eskimos, American Indians, Chinese, uh, Hebrew. It doesn't matter. He studied mythology. He looked at all the mythology that basically communicated what was the human experience for each of those cultures. And when he lined all the mythologies up and compared and contrasted them, he discovered that we're all going through the same human journey. We're all experiencing the same thing. And these stories are sort of par parables and allegories that illustrate what's going on in the human experience. And there's a lot more detail to it about that, but uh, being able to look at the fact that, again, I'll use the term, the human experience is a global thing, that we are all experiencing the same thing. We just talk about it differently is really has allowed me to see over time um, it's broken down doors of religion and philosophy and really opened up the fact that we are all kind of one and doing the same thing. It's It creates a lot of connection once you realize that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, whenever you understand that every great story, every great movie, every individual is on this journey, uh, it really hones in the feeling of oneness that everyone is, I mean, because I think on a personal level, like we're going to talk about how this plays out in marketing and advertising because it does, you know, I mean, like we absolutely implement this at the agency, this idea, this philosophy, but there's also the thing of like, we're all on our own personal journeys of, of the soul. And, um, when you understand that you're not the only one that's on that journey, that Actually, everyone's on the same journey. Um, they may be at different points, and it may look—it looks very different from the outside. But at the meta-narrative level, it's—it's it's exactly the same. Yeah, you feel connected to other people, and you recognize, oh, I'm playing a specific role for that person, or they're in a season where um, they're training to go defeat uh, the dragon. You know, that's the thing, right? And so um, that's. It's it's really, really helpful to kind of have that understanding, that knowledge personally, um, and it can also keep you from being depressed. <laughs> right. uh, oh, by the way, I'm going to go back. It's Sarah Lawrence College, if I didn't say it at the beginning. I just, that popped into my head, so I may have been wrong. 
But let's talk a little bit about what the heroic journey is. Yeah. I mean, we're talking kind it. of around it and, and we may speak to it in different words, but ultimately it's the same thing. The heroic journey that is found in all mythology, um, from my interpretation, is really the the story of the fact that you have the hero of your story, whether it's you or a character or a person. Again, it doesn't matter where they come from. And that person exists in a world that needs change. And the world that needs change um, is illustrative of the fact that that individual is ready to go through some change and then change the world. And so what happens is when change is needed in the world, there's there's a call to action that comes out that says, hey, the world needs to be changed or you need to take a specific action or this character needs to take a specific action. And then the character or you or whoever goes on this journey. And it could be a physical journey, it could be a spiritual journey, a mental thing, whatever it is. And once you go on this journey, you're going to encounter all sorts of um, uh, obstacles and also helpers. You're going to run into uh, the wizard that might help you along the way, but you're also going to run into the ogre that's in front of the cave that's keeping you from getting through to the next level. And the journey is all about, and again, they're not really an anthropomorphized wizard or an ogre. It could be an obstacle. It could be your own, um, you know, insecurity might be the ogre that's keeping you from moving on to something. But what happens is you have to, the hero has to build up the strength or skills to be able to overcome those obstacles, use the advice or tools or magical charms that are given to you by the helpers. And the combination of those things helps you get through the journey all the way to the other side and ultimately the prize. And the prize from a philosophical level um, could be the the growth that you go through and then the change that you bring the world through that growth. In a literary sense, the prize could be the golden fleece that Jason and the Argonauts go after. Um, it could be defeating the Death Star in Star Wars. So the thing that you do, or that's the accomplishment, the prize is actually the medal they put around the neck. Right. But somehow you change the world, you go through a growth process, and then you come out on the other end in a better world and having the ability to help the world be better and teach others how to do stuff to make right. it better. Right, right. Yeah, and I think this plays out um, seamlessly in Star Wars, you know, like, because it's it, it's so obvious and most people know, like, the original Star Wars story, um, you know, and it's that Luke is in this desert place and he hates his life. I mean, he's just doing his thing. And all of a sudden he's thrust into a galaxy-wide um, issue and he's fighting alongside his buddy who he just thought was some strange old man, Obi-Wan, and they're fighting to defeat Darth Vader in the Death Star, and they do that, and then there's the next episode. And in that point in time, he realizes he can't be who he needs to be unless he goes and seeks out Yoda's help, right? And so then he goes and interacts with Yoda, and he starts to train, and he comes to a, a point in time where... Uh, an issue arises. Some of his friends are going to die unless he tries to intervene. And Yoda's, as the guide, the person that's trying to help, tries to tell him not to go. Don't leave. You can't leave. Um, you're not ready yet. And so he goes to face Darth Vader, and he ends up losing his hand and, and being defeated. 
So then what he has to do after that is he has to go back and train more so that he can go win the day. And so it's that it's and it's how life works, right? Like um, you have all of us have obstacles that we encounter and we're trying to achieve different prizes at different points in times because we all have different episodes. Sometimes I like to remind myself of that, by the way, like whenever you're having a day that's actually kind of shitty, I'm like, huh, this would be a great episode. Right. You know, because like on the days when everything's just like normal homeostasis, that's not very interesting. But like on the days where it's like, yeah, I got a flat tire on my way to work and then it started raining and it's like you can get upset or you can just be like, well, it's kind of a good episode. Like I'd watch this. (laughs) And, And really everything is you can look at everything and put it in the heroic journey paradigm, right? You just talked about Star Wars, yeah. right? Matrix is the same thing, oh, right? Oh, sure. You've got Keanu Reeves. And again, all these movies, these are like modern day mythology. No longer do we sit around the campfire and tell the stories of what happened and, right. and of the Greek gods. Now we go to the movie theaters or we watch TV and we see our mythological heroes come out there. So you've got Keanu Reeves, same thing. He's in a barren, desolate world. He ultimately meets his Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is- um, Morpheus. Yeah, Morpheus. And then he goes on a journey, defeats the bad guys and helps fix the world. Um, King Arthur has Merlin. That's his Obi-Wan Kenobi. So you can go back all this kind of stuff. You can even go back. You can really look at it simply. You can look at even Jack and Jill, right? Jack and Jill went up a hill to fetch a pail of water. That's the mission. The mission is get up the hill to fetch the pail of water. But Jack fell down, broke his crown, you know, and Jill came tumbling after. So that's part of that story. They went on a mission and it didn't work out. They fell back down. Now they got to go do it again. So you can literally look at even your own trip to the grocery store as a heroic (laughs) journey, right? The thing is you have a mission. Here's the world. The world is I have a house that needs food. My family's hungry. So I'm going to put together a list and I'm going to drive to the grocery store. And as I drive to the grocery store, I'm going to avoid potholes. I'm going to have crappy drivers that are out there. I'm going to hit stop signs. I'm not going to be able to find a place to park. These are all the ogres and challenges on the journey. Then by the time I get to the grocery store, I have to weave my way through the aisles, find all the things that are on my list, navigate my way back to the line, pay out, all the time dealing with not finding the products or running into people. Or then if I stop and I say, hey, can you tell me where the tuna fish is? And the guy goes, oh, it's on aisle seven. <laughs> right. He's a helper on my journey. And then finally, when I get all my groceries and in my car and I get back home and I feed my family, the mission is over. I've changed the world from a hungry world to a fed and content world. And I had all those obstacles and helps along the way. You can look at anything you do at any time during the day with any task you have to accomplish as going on a heroic journey like that. Yeah, and I know that my journey is going to be incredibly difficult if my wife gives me the list. Because <laughs> there's there's stuff on there that I'm like, is, what is this? I didn't know that this is a thing. Uh, my wife loves to cook and she uses a, a cookbook, whereas I go, hey, what's in the house right now and how can I make that into a meal? That's my cooking you know, and right. that's, you both are going, you're looking at the journey a different way. We yeah. both know the world needs to change. Now, how are we going to go about right. it? And what are we going to overcome to do it? Yeah. I'm know? more jazz. She's more classical music. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think for both of us, you know, we look at that every day, we apply it to life. For me, it gives me a lot of comfort because I do recognize that every time I see a challenge, 
It's not that the world's against me and I'm having bad luck and things. It's just a challenge. And I have to find the strength and fortitude within myself or go train or do whatever I need to do to acquire the ability to overcome that challenge. It might just be taking a deep breath if somebody's pissing me off on, you know, driving on the road, but it also might be going back and, you know, exercising and working out or, or learning something that will help me get over my challenges. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, What's what's interesting is as business owners is to look at and to realize that's the struggle for us and that's a struggle for a lot of our clients because we interact with owner operators a lot. Um, that's a struggle for them too. Is that they're perpetually on that journey just like we are because you're trying to make the business better. You're trying to make things run right and. There's not just getting new customers, it's satisfying the customers that you have. It's making sure that your employers are are adequately trained. It's doing all the operations properly. And then you have obstacles that come up, not on, sometimes they come up out of the blue, right? Like, oh, now we have to change our policy because this thing happened, right? And so it's like, well, crap, now how are we going to fix this moving forward? And so it's so much a perpetual action and if you don't have it's really helpful to me at least kind of similar to you to realize okay we're just in a part of the journey (laughs) right right not oh my god holy shit we're going on no it's like no this is just part of the journey you got to figure it out you got to fix it and how are you going to do that right you can you can literally fall down the fairy tale well and then you can say to yourself my wife sucks. Business is so hard. This is the worst. And then you just stay in the darkness of the well. And that's not the journey. If you know the journey, you know, I'm in the well. I've got to figure out how to get out of this well. And it's not going to be easy and it's going to suck. And I'm going to scrape my knees. I'm going to get pissed off trying to climb out of here. But that's what's incumbent upon me to complete this journey, to get to the next level and to get out of this muck and mire that I find myself in. Yeah. And I think um, as business owners, you're right. We face that every day and we face it on a macro scale with the business where we're trying to take the business from one level to another level over the course of quarters and years and whatever it is. But we also face it on a micro level on the daily basis of, okay, we've got a client that's facing a challenge and they're calling us and they're saying, Hey, I got a problem with this. And now we've got a hyper-focus on the minutia of a single account and maybe even a single issue. And we have a little micro heroic journey within the larger journey. Right. And I think keeping that perspective probably helps you and I with a lot of sanity a lot of the time, because <laughs> it is yes. easy to get what feel like you're fettered down and, and the world's against you. And that's because you don't have that larger vision of, Hey, this is an ongoing journey and a story that I need to get through. Yeah. 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 So how does this, cause I think it's, you know, how does this play out for you personally? Like, are you going through something right now personally that you can see this hero's journey at all? Oh, I go through it every day. I mean, <laughs> and, and I don't mean to be flippant about that, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily that I'm going through any sort of emotional crises or anything like that. But literally for me, every day is about that. I, I mm. Again, I always like to say, you'll hear me say this a lot, Miyamoto Musashi, the greatest swordsman of all time. He wrote the Book of Five Rings. He's considered the sword saint of Japan. He had his nine precepts for living your life. And one of them is the way is in the training. And that means a lot, but to me, it means by applying yourself to whatever your skill or craft is, and he was speaking specifically about martial arts training and all that, by applying yourself diligently to what you do, it it 
opens, it's not just you get better at that thing. It opens up avenues in life. It shows you everything because by training and being diligent, whether it's being an artist or whatever, you're following your bliss as Joey Cam says, but you're being the best you can be. You're trying to improve. So for me every day, even just going to the gym is part of my heroic journey because I know the way is in the training. I'm always trying to evolve or improve. And I get up in the morning and I don't want to go to the gym. I mean, it's fun when I'm there, (laughs) but I'd rather sleep and hang out and just rest till it's time to go to work. But I'm like, no, I need to go train because that helps me with the journey and moves me forward. So uh, that's kind of an insignificant answer to your question, but I do face it every day in the business way that we've already kind of alluded to. I come into business every day and I'm like, what ogres are in front of what caves today that we need to go slay or go figure out what weapons we need to go find and forge in order to defeat those ogres so we can move on to the next level. Yeah. Do you, are you, is there anything you're relating to heroic journey wise? Yeah. I think for me, like um, we we're like going through a lot of, you know, right now we're purchasing a new home. And so there's like all these obstacles that we have to get through every day. Right. Um, You know, if you've ever purchased a home, it's, insane like i feel like every other day to every day we get another request for hey we need this document signed hey we need you to send us this tax information hey we need this bank account thing hey and it's just over and over and over again and so it's it's incessant and then on top of that there's the hey we're packing up our current house we're selling our current house so there's a whole nother level of moving isn't just about getting all the things together so that you can purchase the new home. It's also, you have to pack up your own life while you're living it with three small children. It's incredibly uh, taxing. And so every single day, it's just going, okay, what's it today? (laughs) And how how are we going to get to where we want to be, which is in our new house with all of our stuff moved properly, nothing broken, and have it all work on time because uh, there's a specific day that we have to be out of our current house and in the new one and it's all about can we get all the things that we need done in time and so yeah it's it's uh that's been incredibly challenging personally but i also realize hey that's just where we're at man like that's that's the episode yeah and you know what's so interesting like you just brought up a good point can we get it done in time and that's basically for those people that don't know, when you look, when you got to watch a movie, movies are broken down usually into three acts, right? The first act is the setup. The second act is all the fun and games. And then the third act is basically the, the conflict and resolution comes to a head. Well, the third act of most every action adventure movie usually starts with, if you don't get here by midnight, the girl is going to be killed or the bomb's going to go off. Traditionally, at the beginning of the third act, a lot of the times it's time-based, because that shows, okay, we're now under the gun and we got to get it done. And that's kind of what your story is. Your mytholo- your mythological story right now is, okay, the clock is now ticking. We have to get all these things done in order for the mission to be successful and for us to get create the world that we want to create. So kind of an interesting yeah, correlation sure. there. You know, when it comes to the Joey Cams and the, and the heroic journey or the hero's journey, we're talking about it at a very, very basic kind oh, of fairy yeah. tale level. I mean, there's a whole lot of like Freudian-esque kind of psychology that goes into it where, you know, the you're trying to defeat the father spirit to unite with the mother spirit to create atonement and at one or at one mint. Um, 
if you look at the Bible and Jesus and what he goes through, and you look at the stories of any sort of religious metaphorical figures that, that show you how to achieve spirituality, it's usually some kind of heroic journey and there's a lot of stuff going on. So I want to acknowledge that there's a lot more about this than we're talking about, but just the applicable stuff is so valuable right. and so helpful right. on just a daily life basis, you know? Right. However, this is brand junkies and we do talk about marketing and all that kind of stuff. And I, I know one of the reasons we got into this subject is because there's ways that the heroic journey influences marketing Absolutely. and the way you talk to people. Um, and, you know, one of the things you and I always say is everybody, you and I always say, I say that a lot, but we talk about how people see themselves as the center of their own universe. And some people more than others. <laughs> right. Some definitely more than others, for sure. And as people evolve, they realize, you know, or, or at least in my opinion, and I think yours too, they realize they're not the center of the universe, that there's a whole right. other big, right. you know, and if they are, that it's just their universe because you've got yours, I've got mine, we're sure. all the centers. Well, everybody out there is the hero in their own story. Yes. And they're all going through a heroic journey, whether they know it or not. Right. On a most sublime and subtle and, and deep level, they can feel it, but they might not know how to identify it or call it by its name. When it comes to communications and marketing and the things we do and messaging and trying to communicate with people, it's important to recognize that they are on their her own heroic journey and how can we speak to that journey in order to benefit not only them, but the clients that we're also marketing for as well. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like um, sometimes in their journey, the the product or the service that they're buying, that, that we're marketing or advertising is the prize. And other times um, it is the tools that they need. And, you know, I mean, like it can be different things to different people, but part of this is thinking about what is this and how can, uh, you know, good marketing and advertising is being the guide to show them what they need or what they can get that would be one of those, some of those things uh, that they want along the way. And so you really, you know, you have to write copy and create uh, visual art and do the right kind of messaging in a way that tells people, hey, this is all about you. Right. Right. We, I know that, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and again, we'll use some pop culture references because sure. they're easy to do. Obi-Wan Kenobi was the sage or the wizard in the heroic sure. journey. And at the agency and when we're doing marketing, one of the things we try to do is, like you said, we try to create all our copy and our ad. We try to come from the voice of being that sage or wizard that's helping the person on their heroic journey. Now, it's not overt, doesn't come out and say, you know, we bequeath to you these things that right. you shall take on your journey. But it is more about being an authority figure that can speak to them that says, hey, you need this. You need this to get where you're going. You know, right. trust us, take a look at this. We're telling you with confidence that if you didn't know about this before, this is going to help you get where you need to be. Yeah. It, it's funny because I always think about Liam Neeson. Cause, Who doesn't? Because <laughs> anytime that you need to get trained up, you need some Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson played Qui-Gon in episode one of Star Wars, where he's training up Obi-Wan to be a Jedi. 
Liam Neeson was the guy that trained up uh, Orlando Batman, Batman. Batman in the yeah. one Batman movie. He yep. also trained Orlando Bloom to be this kick-ass guy in Kingdom of Heaven. You just need a little Liam Neeson, right? <laughs> That's so. I honestly think I'm like, all right. So, what would Liam Neeson do? It's not what would Jesus do. It's what would Liam <laughs> what Neeson would Liam do. Oh, <laughs> we right from that perspective. And I think about it from the perspective of okay. There's a very strategic thing that his characters do all the time, which is he puts them through rigorous training and he shows them only the things that he wants them to see. And so it's that thing when we talk about marketing all the time or we're talking about communicating with clients, people only know what you know, what you tell them, right? right? And so we want to tell them the things that we want them to know. And there's some things that would be just extraneous data because right now Anakin's not ready for that. Right. right. Um, and so you have to think about what people want to hear, what they need to hear, what they need to see and understand. And how does that relate to them? Because let's be honest, all of those individuals from those fictional stories, but like you said, that are our myths of today, they were all individuals who needed something from Liam. And they got it all in different ways, but they had to buy into the fact that they needed him. I think it's interesting what you said before about sometimes the thing that we're offering is the prize. Yeah. You know, somebody wants something in their life, they're saving up for something or whatever. But sometimes what we're offering is a tool to get to whatever their prize is on their particular journey. And I think being able to identify what it is that you're offering in one of those two categories is super important and speaks to what we refer to and what we refer to in education as the rationale for why somebody wants something. Right. Right. And you'll hear a lot of marketing instructors and people talk about this. They're like, Coca-Cola doesn't sell bubbly water. That's not, they're, they're not selling brown bubbly water. They're selling coolness and lifestyle and fun. And that's what everybody wants. When you watch a Coca-Cola commercial, you're watching all these beautiful people laughing and having fun and having great relationships and all that stuff. And there's always an ice cold bottle of Coke somewhere around there or in their hand or something like that. So in no way does Coke ever say, our drinks are super sweet and bubbly. It's always like, <laughs> right. drink this, you're going to have a great right. life. But what they're saying is, if you use this tool, Coca-Cola, it's going to help you achieve this great state that you're trying to get to. Because doesn't life suck? Isn't it hard? Going to work stinks. You're dealing with all this crap. But if you drink Coke, you're going to feel great. Your friends are going to be beautiful and everybody's going to love you. So being able to identify as a marketer where the thing you're marketing falls into place of how does it appeal to the rationale to that person? Is what I'm giving you the thing that is great or is what I'm giving you the thing that's going to help you get your life to be great, you know, and figuring out what that rationale is. Well, it's like, you you know, you, if you've ever seen a Jeep commercial, they're always like scaling these huge boulders in the Jeep and it's like they're on top of a mountain and they've driven their Jeep up there. There's no road. And it's like no one fucking does that. Mm-hmm. But that's not what Jeep's selling. They're not selling you can go go do this. They're selling no, you can be in nature. We're selling adventure. This car is an adventure. And when you buy a Jeep, you're getting the wilderness and the experience of being out, outdoors and look at it. It's it, it's incredible work of uh human technological advancement. And so it's like, yeah, there there are things that are sold through craziness. So I mean we we actually just recently looked at that uh the old Dollar Shave Club commercial. Yeah. Like the original one that had 
I think it was just his employees. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, like, really, it was it was funny. Um, but you know what what they were selling was razors. Well, everybody sells razors, dude. Like, there's a ton of people. But what did he do? He tried to make razors funny. He tried to um, engage his customers in a way that was like, "Hey, we're people that get that we're just selling a razor." He he made it accessibly cool, yeah. to today's generation. Not sort of that, you know, that the mountaintop pantheon of cool with the super sexy model and the fourteen blades with the matrix looking kind of background. That what that's not cool anymore. Right. Cool is hey, I'm a real guy and this is funny and I've got humor. Yeah, he made it cool. I, I wanted to go back to your Jeep thing real quick. What was so interesting when you brought that example up was, yeah, you're exactly right. It's saying, hey, we're selling this lifestyle, which is what you want. It can help you get there. But the commercial itself, the one that you described, is the heroic journey. It's two people in a Jeep, just hanging out, doing whatever. And they're like, hey, our good time is getting up to the top of that mountain. And that's what they do. They drive. And the Jeep is the thing that helps them on their journey. So even at a subliminal level, the commercial itself is saying, you can go on a heroic journey and get everything you need. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So we use this all the time. I mean, we're we're constantly talking to our staff and, and saying, hey, what does the customer you know, for our clients, what is the customer of our clients trying to achieve? Do they want their life to be easier? Do they need this as a tool so that they can make their life better? Are we speaking, uh, you know, is it a B2B business? Well, if we're speaking to businesses, who in the business are we speaking to? We're speaking to the secretary, to the admin? Are we speaking to the owner operator? Those people have different ideas of who they are because they're telling themselves a story about who they are and what their role is in the company or in the world. And so, those people need different messaging. They need different visuals. They need a different campaign altogether. Whereas, you know, if you're speaking to just a consumer, uh, like a brewery, what do they want? They want to they want to just have a good time. They want to know how much is it going to be cheap but good? Is it going to be fast but expensive? Like, what am I getting? Because I want to have an experience. I want to go out, right? I want to go do something. Um, and so that's a very different messaging that you have to have. And you have to, are, are you trying to sell to craft beer nerds? Or are you just trying to get the whole, like, what are you trying to accomplish? And how do those people view themselves? Right. right? And depending on how they view themselves, it indicates or dictates what it is they want. Right. Right. So we sell, we work with a company that sells a software for medical practices, right? And we're trying to sell, we're trying to market to office managers because they're the ones that deal with that. They got to deal with all the paperwork and the copies and the shredding and all the BS that comes with dealing with that stuff. And a software like this can literally take hours off of the work week and make the office more efficient. Well, when we're selling to that person, going back to rationale and what their journey is, we, we can't say to that person, Hey, this saves you time and and that's it. Then they're like, oh, great. It saves me time. And that's what I'm looking for. Something that saves me time. They're not. What they're looking for is something that allows them to live their best life. Right. And what that means is, you know what? If I can save time in the office, 
That means we can be more efficient. If we're more efficient, my boss is going to notice that. My boss might give me a raise. If my boss gives me a raise or we can see more clients or, or patients and that allows us to make more money and I get a raise, that means I can purchase the car that I want and now I can travel in style a little bit or I can take the vacation I want. So when we're selling somebody a software for their office, we're not saying basically just, hey, look, this helps you in your office. We're saying, you want to go on more vacations? This can help you. We're going right to their journey, right to their rationale of what is it that they want in the world. They don't want the basic literal level of, I'm saving more time. How does that time give them what they want in life overall? And it's based yeah. on who they are right. and what their goals are. And that's what we're trying to tap into. That person who's an office manager, their heroic journey is not Hey, I solved the efficiency issue. <laughs> right. Their heroic journey is they want to be validated by their boss, by their peers. They want to make more money. They want to get a raise. They want to get a promotion and they want to live a better life and be able to provide for their family and have the leisure and life that they can afford. Yeah. And that's how you communicate and try and tie that whole journey and rationale together. Yeah, so you can see, like, look, this is super powerful, and it's one of the reasons why we have so much success with our clients is because we're thinking and we're encouraging our staff to think, and they are thinking uh, through this hero's journey. And when we do it well, we have a high rate of success. Um, and that's that's really the foundation of marketing overall is being able to think about what where are other people, what do they need to hear, um, and what will make them go, oh yeah, I need that, or I want that, or that's something that I've always longed for, whatever. Um, and so it seems, it can sound elementary, but it's also very complex and takes a lot of time to get reps in to figure out how to do it at a high level. I think, you know, sort of the big thing that it all means is, and I know you and I both feel this way, by understanding the heroic journey, it allows you to empathize with other people because we can look at them, we can recognize that they're facing and fighting their ogres, that they need sages and wizards to help them along the way. Right. You can empathize with those people. And what we constantly communicate to our staff is put yourself in the place of the prospect that you're working for, towards. Is it, you know, working, trying to sell something? Is it, what does that customer want? Think like them. Don't right. tell them what you think you want. You want to tell them, tell them what you think they need, what you think they think they need to hear, you know? And I'm, I'm not saying that really clearly, but it's empathizing sure. and thinking critically and reflectively about other people's journeys. And by understanding the heroic journey, I think it allows you to do that. And if there's anybody out there that's interested, again, Dave and I have really just touched on this at a very base level, but we've tried to apply some stuff. There's a book that Joseph Campbell wrote called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. And that's probably uh, one of his most well-known books. I think yep. he wrote 30 books or something like that. Yeah, it's a phenomenal library. But, but The Hero with a Thousand Faces literally says, look, it doesn't matter who the hero is. He could be, again, from a thousand different cultures. The journey is all the same. And once you have an understanding of the basics of that journey, not only will it open up a lot of sort of thought and philosophical evolution for yourself, but it's really going to allow you to, I think, cohabitate and live better with yeah. the rest of the world because you kind of understand where everybody's at. Yep, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I did. I did too. Yeah. Very much. Um, Joey Cams. Joey Cams. Uh, as always, thanks for listening to the show or watching the show. Uh, if you are trying to do something to help us out, it'd be great if you left us a review or rating on iTunes. It really helps to grow the show. Until next time, catch you later, junkies. Junkies! Brand junkies. Brand junkies.